Hi, I'm Stacy B. I'm a compulsive overeater. I have uh, seven months this month. And the last time I had a recovery, I was 20 years old. I had six months, then I relapsed. And now I'm 55 and I have seven months. And I'm very grateful. Uh, I'm powerless over food. It's a deadly disease. I was in rehab with total of the hospital in rehab not too long ago, like a little over a month ago. For a total of nine weeks, I couldn't walk at all, and I was in agony. I have spinal stenosis, degenerative disc disease, and arthritis in my hips and spine. Uh, and that's from compulsive overeating, you know, and these conditions are chronic. They're not going away. Right now, I'm not in pain, but I, the last weigh-in was when I was in the rehab nursing home. And I had lost 58 pounds from my top weight, and that was over a month ago. But I can't weigh myself, and I'm not binging. I'm, I'm still abstinent. And I know I've lost weight because my clothes are fitting me bigger now, again. Uh, but I cannot weigh myself because I can stand up long enough on my own to stay on the scale for the scale to weigh me. That's how sick I can, I have gotten. You know, I use a walker in a wheelchair. I'm getting physical therapy very soon, and a nurse, you know, to take care of me. And, uh, you know, um, I'm just grateful for my abstinence because, you know, if I were binging, uh, I'd be, I don't know where I'd be, you know. And the more the doctor said, the more weight you lose, the easier your symptoms will get because, that pressure off the spine will make a big difference, you know, to weight loss. So, you know, it, it is making a difference. I was on Oxycon, and I was still in pain for weeks and weeks. Uh, couldn't walk, you know, like a few steps, and I had to sit down. A few steps, I had to sit down, you know, in, in agony. And, you know, I'm glad I'm doing better. I'm recovering slowly. I'm taking it one day at a time. Now, um, with OA program, the OA program, I've had a lot of sponsors say, look at the ego. Look where you're bad. Look what, where you're at fault. And, you know, my problem is not an ego. My problem is feeling less than dirt, less than, you know, poop, not worthy to live not good enough, not even close to good enough like anybody else, inferior, you know, from my background of my childhood and my sister, you know, who's another story. So for me, recovery and where I'm off, where the fault in my makeup that led to my downfall is feeling inferior, less than, you know, attracting and being attracted to people who were difficult and poo-pooing and, you know, like, you know, well, you're ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Meanwhile, they're ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. And I've had it in sponsors, too. You know, and uh, I had a sponsor say, you know, don't call me anymore. I'm like, why? Because I said so. And she hung up on me. So, you know, just because it doesn't work out with a sponsor doesn't mean you have to leave away. If you have a bad experience, there's good sponsors out there. 
you know, uh, there's a lot of bad ones too, or it doesn't work out, you know. Um, but if you encounter a sponsor that's going to be like, you know, poo-pooing you and saying, well, look at where your ego is, look at where you're, you know, like saying it like you're a bad person, don't believe it, you know, because nobody's a bad person. Hurt people hurt people. That's what my therapist said. And uh, I did the steps. Uh, my first time doing the steps, it led to a relapse and a breakdown, you know, because of my childhood. So I've done several four steps, but sometimes when you do a four step, you have to tread very carefully. Some people get it and like, whoa, what a breeze. You know, it ain't, it wasn't that way for me. It was hellish. It led to breakdowns. It led to demoralization. It led to post-traumatic stress. You know, so it's something that when I have done it, I've tried it very carefully. And if I felt I'm getting sick from it or it's starting to relapse, then I stop it. And I'm like, I put it on hold. No, I don't, I can't do it, you know, and I put it on hold and get back to it when I can, you know, and if I have a sponsor that doesn't understand that, then maybe it's not meant to be, you know, I have no hard feelings, it's just different experiences, you know, and stuff. Uh, also, I'm schizophrenic, uh, borderline personality, bipolar, depression, anxiety, you know, dissociative disorder, uh, you know, I have all of that too, you know, and uh, it's been a struggle with my mental health and, you know, there's a lot of people in OA who have mental health issues, you know, and uh, sometimes the sponsors aren't as sensitive to it as they need be. They don't understand it because they've never encountered it and they're not professionals, they're not with degrees in psychology or psychiatry, you know, and stuff, but there is a need and there is a lacking of sponsors with that kind of sensitivity to those issues, you know, that people have. And I think that's a shame and stuff, but uh, that can be crucial in a person's recovery or a relapse, being insensitive to that area or just not being informed as one should be, you know, to help somebody and stuff. Um, my recovery entails a lot of things. Number one, step work. I was sponsored. I talk to once a week for a half hour. I do a 10-step every night. I go to a knowing meeting every day. I'm also in Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous. I'm not a sex addict. I'm a love addict. And uh, that is intertwined with my food. So I'm getting help in that area, and I'm starting to get recovery with the food. You know, some people say all you need is OA. That's not necessarily true. Maybe it's easy for them, but it's not necessarily true. I also have a therapist and a psychiatrist. I need them desperately. You know, without that, the picture's incomplete. I cannot get recovery. So it's all four things plus my faith in my religion. That's where my spirituality is, in my faith. You know, and people say, well, churches don't have spirituality, and I, differ, I beg to differ. 
You know, I mean, I have spirituality for my church. It gives millions of people, religion gives millions of people hope, gets them closer to God, and guides them in their life, you know. And, you know, it's like I feel sometimes people poo-poo organize religion. And, I mean, there may be bad churches or bad, you know, denominations. Not denominations, but bad churches that are condemning and blah, 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 and put people down to go someplace else, you know, find another church and stuff. And I'm not gearing to any religion uh, or any church that, you know, that would do this. You know, I'm not saying this one does, this one doesn't. I'm not saying that. You know, um, I have my faith. That's what I go by. And I'm not pursuing anybody's religion because everybody has their own path, you know, and it's spirituality and just spirituality is, you know, the path you want to choose, hey, no problem with that. You know, I mean, people find God in different ways. Uh, I found it through my church in a way. I'm also in therapy. I have a male therapist, which I was petrified to do because my father molested me when I was very young, too, and on. And I was petrified of men, petrified to lose weight, petrified of getting raped. Uh, and um, so that was another phobia of mine that I couldn't overcome. But this therapist is there for me when I was in rehab for nine weeks. My insurance won't cover his sessions because it's rehab. It's inpatient. They will not cover it. He saw me twice a week for nine weeks for free because he saw I needed the help. Now, that's a special person. No man has ever done that for me, ever. And my self-esteem went so up. Well, I must really be something special, and I must really be worth it. He wouldn't do it if I wasn't. And yes, you, you have to go within to get self-esteem, yes, but sometimes you need other people to tell you, you're okay. You're worth it. When you've heard your whole life, you're not worth it. You're dirt. You're this, you're that, you're this, you're that. You need to hear it, you know, and I need to hear it. And it's the first time a man has been there for me emotionally and treated me well with respect and been there for me, you know. And that also has helped with my fear of getting raped and fear of men. I'm learning to trust men again. This, the whole circle of things is what's contributing to my recovery, not just the steps. I'm not poo-pooing steps. I'm not poo-pooing OA. I'm saying, you know, I'm not saying that. The steps are crucial. OA is crucial. You know, I do a 10-step every night. I have a sponsor. I go to a meeting a day, you know. So I, I work my program, but I need more. It's not just OA. It's my other 12-step program, my psychiatrist, my therapist, and my faith. All of these things contribute to my recovery, you know, and when one is lacking, I will relapse, you know. So I want to say that because a lot of people may not have had such, might not have such a difficult time. I was 20 when I had six months of abstinence, now I'm 55, I have seven months. 
it took me this long to get the right combination, like a Rubik's Cube, to get the right combination to hit pay dirt. It took me this long. I hope by my sharing my strengths, experience, experience, strengths, and hope, and the difficulties I've had, and, you know, how, how to gear towards sponsors that are more sensitive and kinder and not as drill sergeant as, you know, oh, well, look where your ego is and look where you're bad, you know, and, you know, look where you're selfish and self-centered, you know, in a negative way, not in, well, look at the other person's point of view, try to see it from their end. That's being selfish and self-centered, not looking at their end of it. And it's not that you're a bad person, that you're less than. It's just your, your, your tunnel vision. You're not looking at the whole picture. You know, and that's a gentler approach. And I can handle that when I do my 10 steps. And what else? Uh, I'm grateful for my seven months. It's coming just in the nick of time. It's saving my life. I was 410 at my highest. I was 352 in the rehab like five weeks ago. They weighed me in on the bed, you know, because I, I can't get up to weigh myself on the scale. I can't stand up long enough. I will use a walker in a wheelchair. Uh, I see a doctor February 1st, a spine specialist, you know, and uh, I'll see what happens. And, uh, you know, I am blessed for my recovery. I've worked hard for it, very hard for it, and I thank my higher power, my God, for it. And my journey has been rough and it has been very hard, you know, very hard. And, you know, I, I can't say I'd go through it again, but uh, I've learned from it and I've grown from it, and that's good because it's not in vain, you know. And if somebody could learn from my experience, strength and help, especially someone who's struggling and, you know, it's year after year and they can't get recovery and they're like, you know, I'm going to a meeting, I'm doing the steps, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. You know, and the sponsor's like, you're not working hard enough. Maybe you need more. You know, and maybe you need therapy in addition, maybe medication, or maybe you need another faith, a religion, or Maybe you need, you know, something else in addition, not pooing away, in addition to find the right combination for you that would work, you know. And I do wish there was a need of um, sponsors more sensitive to people with mental health issues because um, they can push them too far where they can have a breakdown and be in the psych ward, you know. And... Uh, that's a shame because that's, it's not fun. I've been there. It's not fun going there. And it's not fun being at a state where you need it. It's not fun. I've been there. You know, and uh, staying away from people who are detrimental to my mental health is a key point for me. I have a sister. She's very detrimental to my health. I was psyched from age 25. To 45, I was in the psych ward for 25 times, wanting to take my life for being psychotic. I'm schizophrenic. 
My sister moved to Florida almost 11 years ago. I have not had one single hospitalization, not one. I just, that speaks for itself, and it's because of her. She's driving me insane. Hurt people hurt people. She's not a nice person. She likes to take it out on people. She's done some crazy things, you know, hurting other people. She gets off on it. And I have had to cut her off because, you know what, I deserve better. And she's my sister in blood only. She's not my sister in, in mentally and emotionally. She's genetically, she's my sister, but that's it. You know, I have more friends now. And that's true. I have a good support system of another thing. I have a good support system of friends. When I was in the rehab crying, I can't walk. They were like, Stacy, you know, let's pray about it. Stacy, I'm here for you. Stacy, you're going to walk again. Have hope. Have faith. Talking to someone a couple of times a day throughout the day and they're being there for me and say, being happy for me, not jealous like my sister, for my successes, for my leaps and bounds for my, you know, progress, for my learning and growing, you know, saying, I'm happy for you, Stacey. Good for you. I'm proud of you. You need that in your life. People need that in their life, you know. Um, and, you know, these things help. Everything helps. It's not just the steps, you know. And I'm not pooping steps again. Crucial crucial to recovery, very crucial, but, you know, other things matter too, you know, other things matter too, and hopefully, you know, somebody can learn from my experiences and avoid some pitfalls um, that I went through. Uh, Gentle remedies. Okay, because I was inexperienced in a way and trusting and you know and there are people you can trust there are good sponsors wonderful sponsors you know who mean well and everything but you know you may encounter a bad one here and there and it's not your fault you know just give a new one that's all happens all the time that's all anyway that's my experience strength and hope and i i i pass i'm that 